0: Good afternoon everybody, I am Beth Wearsdale, author and welcome to the Witty Writers Show. It's a beautiful Thursday and I'm here with the amazing Paul Oliva. Hello darling!
1: Hello, how are you? How are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Paul, I've got to tell you I have been pretty excited to be interviewing to you today. Um, not only because we're going to be doing fantastic Prizes today and, and oh, yeah. a game. I'm super stoked about yeah,
2: that. Me too. Uh,
0: too. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but also, when I was researching you before mm-hmm. the interview, um, I discovered that we've actually got a few things in common with our interests.
1: Yes, that we do. That we do. Especially
0: ancient aliens.
1: That is a definite fact. We are both ancient alien fans, We're theorists. Whatever you want to call it. That is a fact. When I read that, I was so stoked, Paul. I really, really
0: was. What? I'm the only one in my household that's really fascinated with the whole ancient aliens theory. Um, so I definitely want to be talking to you about that. Um, we've already got people jumping on and saying hello. So, well, welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Put your hellos and everything in the comments. Um, I've been sharing everywhere so to get people on so they can uh, join in with our game. Now, Paul, you are so impressive, my darling, because you're a very highly qualified man. You know, you you, you're practicing hypno. No, no, what's the word? I know hypnosis. Hypnot-
1: a hypnotist or hypnotherapist, either one works.
0: That's the one. That's the one. And and also, this really interests me, um, you're also a behavioural analysis and have been for the last two decades.
2: Yes. yes. That is
0: amazing. Do you know what? I can't think of anything more fascinating. Um, I am a huge uh, fan of shows like Criminal Minds and and oh. And, and you know real life programs about criminal analysis and behavioral analysis i find that stuff fascinating
1: yeah yeah i love psychology i love understanding how somebody's mind works you know especially the criminal mind it's it's engaging and it's it's enthralling as well just to understand their thought process you know their emotional um, process that they go through too when they they do things that are horrible things to other people so' yeah it's it's fascinating that is a definite fact i've been into it since um what's funny is what first piqued my interest in psychology or psychiatry um, was Hannibal Lecter right Hannibal Lecter was a psychiatrist and when I, i read the book and then i watched the movie i'm like this is just a fascinating field to go into so it was 2000 early 2000s and i got a um opportunity to take a job at a um, psychiatric center a mental health center and i just jumped on it i was just fascinated and then because i got into that it just took my career to other levels great levels great heights it's been um it's been one one great ride i will say that i've owned my own treatment centers i wrote a book on a um on psychology and philosophy that's a self-help book right for people to overcome addiction um depression anxiety things like that ptsd as well and now my wife and I have a private practice and life couldn't be better. That is a fact. It's it's and people get better. That's, that's the amazing thing. People actually do get better and seeing that and being a part of that with people that it's so satisfying. It's something that I will do for the rest of my life. No matter, if I'm the most famous author on the planet, I will still see people and help them out with trauma therapy. That is a fact. I
0: think that's absolutely amazing. Your dedication to, to help others is just truly, truly amazing. And 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 you're right, you know, it's um I think mental health is so much more important than people realize for everybody. Yes. For everybody, no matter who you are, it you know, your mental health is super important because you know, if if you if you don't look after your mental health, it that can then affect you. Physically as well as I've learned in the past, um, and and writing and reading are great therapy practices towards mm. mental health as well, which which yes, they uh, are. advocate greatly, especially writing and, and writing down your feelings and 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 okay. not internalising your emotions. Um, so I'm super excited about all this. Honestly, I. I'm so excited, Paul. I'm not sure where to start. (laughs) Let me start by saying by by letting everybody say hello to you because we've got lots of people joining in. Um, Heather's joined us. She says hello to you both.
2: Hello, Heather.
0: She is fantastic, and you, Paul, you might want to check out her book club as well. It's it's Heather's book club, um, and it's. Brilliant! She's doing a fantastic job, and she actually works at a library in New York. She's amazing. She says hello to you both. I love her picture. Look, she's a little girl, Gemma's there next to her. She's gorgeous. I absolutely love her to bits. Uh, we've also got James, who's just joined us. He says hello, one and all. Hello, James. I think I, think I was making him laugh earlier because I shared a post about my my stinky puppy who does silent but deadly farts. And, and and James was doing the laughing face.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> We've also got Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Thank you for joining us, my darling. Uh, Make sure you give your friends a nudge and remind them that we're on everybody because we've got a fantastic game um, that that Paul has created for us. And I'm so super excited. Um, And we're giving away, or should I say, you're giving away nine different prizes. Nine
1: prizes, three categories, nine questions, three questions per category, nine prizes. And it's a multiple choice. And the categories are fantasy, science fiction, and horror. So we got some good questions. Oh we do. All it's gonna be three, fun.
0: All three are my favorites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. That's why Weird. I would pick one.
0: Oh my gosh. Now, now Paul, i as I said, I've researched you quite thoroughly and and I was just getting more and more oppressed the more I found out about you, to be honest with you. Um, you've got the most amazing review from from Kirkus Review um for your most recent book, which is called The Rose. Yeah. The cover of it is beautiful. Everybody you need to check
1: out, all of Paul's That's books, awesome. they're fantastic. Um and, which and is one of the prizes too. It's one of oh, the prizes the signed hardcover so yeah i got it right here
2: look at that
0: you can hold it up in front of you like that we can have oh look at that
2: mm, it's i
1: love it. love it love it took a long okay. time to get that right but it came out right thank you thank you thank you thank you
0: i love the way the red just pops
1: yes yeah in the, the rose, rose. yep
0: it is the gorgeous. alien
1: vampire hands holding it. Love it. Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, it'd be better than that, does it? Alien vampires, I'm like, I'm so exactly. Excited. so uh, And your reviews have been phenomenal. I mean, you. they Thank really you. have. Because when I had a look, um it, your average is like 4.6 out of 5, which is fantastic. And it's a dystopian science fiction action adventure thriller. Yeah as you said about alien vampires, that, yes. that's like a whammy right there. Now, now, you've actually got six six works published and um, and even with all six, your average rating is 4.5, which is brilliant. Not bad, right? But you actually wrote your first novel at 12 years old.
1: I did, I did. It was a um, fantasy novel. Um, based on a dream that I had, right? So a dream that I had along with, uh, I was reading The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings during that time too, and playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. So it, was, it, it all kind of came together in this story. I remember it was, in, I wrote it in a five subject notebook, right? So all handwritten at that time. And it came out to, I think it was over 300 handwritten pages. Right?
2: Wow. And it's
1: about this book, the book of the dead that's been captured by this evil sorcerer and this band of misfits have to go and find it. And if they don't find it, the end of the world is going to come.
0: Oh my gosh, that is epic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I should I wish I still had that five subject notebook. I would love to find that. It's oh. somewhere, probably in a box in my mother's garage somewhere.
0: You've got to you've got to find it. Do you know what I I I used to write poetry a lot as a child. Um, And I always used to put it all in the same books and I I kept it all. And it was Mm -hmm. my precious, you know, and I'd kept all this collection since really since I was a young child. So you could even see like where my handwriting had changed over the years and everything, you know. And then Mm. when my husband and I moved um, after we got married, the box with all my poetry in vanished literally from one house to the other and oh, no, I never found it. I was heartbroken.
1: Yeah. Something but, like that happened to me too. I was in um, it was 2004, right? The great laptop tragedy of 2004 is what I call it. So I had all my books, right? So I had more than a few books on my laptop and this is the age of floppy disks, right? So I had everything, I put everything on the floppy disk as well, right? So what happened is I was in school and I had to go to the library and I needed a floppy disk, it's the only one I had. I'm like, well, what if I leave it there? I said, all right, take everything off the floppy disk and as soon as I get back home, I'll put the disk back in and I'll go ahead and you know have my um, (laughs) second copy or whatever. So I go there, boom, 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 I never put it on. And what happened is my daughter, who was like two or three at the time, dropped the laptop. Irreparable. Well, I lost books, short stories, um, poetry books. Poetry is my first love of literature, by the way. So I love that you're doing that. But it's gone, like completely wiped out. And I was like, well, what are you going to do, right? Time to start over. That's what that yeah. means start over, you know, come up with something else. And that's when I wrote my um, first published book, which is called Indifference. Fantac- well, it was obviously meant to be, then, wasn't it? It was meant to be. Even, even the bad stuff
0: happens to us for a reason. As long as we learn from it and get something sure. out of it in the end, it's all good. Exactly. That's amazing. Right? I bet you cried at the time, though.
1: I, I did want to cry. At the time. You know, it's of course I brought it. You know, there weren't. um like things back then too, right? Where you could bring it to like Best Buy and have them figure it out for you, you know? Um, so I had a search for someone. I did find someone, and when I got to them, they said it was completely dumb. They couldn't oh, do anything man. about it. It was over. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But
0: never mind. Look how much yeah. I've accomplished since. That's the main thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, you, so your first novel was published in two thousand and eleven. Yes. Um mm-hmm. and, and I'm quite I'm so impressed how you've managed to fit it in. You you know, you see impatience, you're running your own practices and you've written six full on novels as well. It's absolutely mind bending. It really, really is. Now, are you a massive reader of sci fi and, and fantasy and horror um, as well as wanting to write it? Because yeah. some authors don't always that doesn't always calibrate together.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. So I, lo- I love reading. I love all genres. Yes. My main genre would be your horror, your psychological thriller, supernatural thriller, sci fi fantasy. But I mean, I've been reading since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Love reading. And I've gone through different phases too of reading, you know. So it, in the beginning, when I was a kid, you know, it was dark fantasy, you know, it was fantasy, it was Edgar Allan Poe, Washington Irving, you know, it was everything I was reading in in high school or through high school as well. I got into a classic literature phase, you know, so reading all the classics, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I mean, Count of Monte Cristo, the Bronte sisters, all that, you know, and then I would switch over and I would get into like horror, you know, and just read horror books for like five years or six years. And then I even got into a, um, a non-fiction spell as well and i would read a lot of um things about metaphysics right so metaphysics quantum physics like i love those types of subjects so and then i've come back i've come full circle now and i read you know my horror fantasy and sci-fi
0: that's just fantastic i i'm very similar to you um i have very different taste in 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 books i'm very i'm quite varied um, and I've become more adventurous, I think, with my reading as I've got older and have tried new genres just to you know, see if I like it or not. And it's funny because I've had conversations where friends and, and they'll say, oh, you know, I'm not really a reader. And, I, and, I, and my reply is always, that's because you haven't found the right type of book to read. That's right. It's all about finding that right genre and maybe sub-genre that blows your mind where it intrigues you so much you can't put it down, and my kids were exactly the same. Um, but your your children are older now, the same as mine. My, you know, I've got three in their twenties, and
1: one of these four.
0: I've got four too.
2: Right,
1: yep. so two, um, two girls. The two younger ones are are young, right? So they're nine. They're twins, twin oh. boys, right? And then I have my older ones, twenty one and eighteen. My daughter's eighteen.
0: Oh, fantastic! Now, do you find your older children? will actually recommend books to you to try?
1: Yes, yeah, yes, 100%. Especially my son, my oldest son, because our um, tastes are very, very similar, um, especially with horror books. And he's, I just recommended a few horror books for him as well. But yeah, he recommends all the time. My daughter, not so much, but they're also both beta readers for me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love that. My my son, Thomas, he, um. He's always, if he's found a really good book, he's always shared it. Mum, you've got to read this. You've got to read this. And uh, which has been great until he keeps recommending authors that have got a massive backlist. And I am completely addicted. Um, Cassandra Clare was one fantasy author. I absolutely devoured all of hers. And then uh, and Darren Shan. I love Darren Shan. His books are gory. Yeah. The blood guts and demon blood and but they're brilliant.
1: Gotcha. What what's the name again?
0: He's called Darren Shan. He I think he's I think Target Market is actually young adult. Um but his writing is fantastic. Um he wrote oh The Vampire's Assistant, which got turned into a movie. Yes, that's right, that's right. Brilliant. His Demon Arter series, I just could not put down. So so it's it but well, I love the fact that as authors we get to be able to share our not only our work with the, with our kids, but also get them ex- excited about sharing their finds with us. Yes, agree. That's a definite bonus, yeah. isn't it, of being an being mm-hmm. an author. You you've got something to, to, to talk about with them. Um, now I find it absolutely amazing that we've got so much in common. It's just amazing. Um, so how, how on earth did you get into, like, the ancient aliens and, and that type of thing as well?
1: What's funny, okay, so what's funny is years ago when they first started, I was at a um, conference in Los Angeles, and they were there, like all the ancient aliens guys were there, and they were holding a panel. And at that time, I'd never watched the ancient aliens, so I had a huge missed opportunity and then it was a few years later and somebody said, watch this show. You're going to love it. And I, I didn't know exactly what it was about, you know, and I was like, all right, I'll watch it, whatever. And then first episode, I'm like, that's what this is about. I thought it was something completely different. I have no idea what it, what I even thought it was at that time. And I was just hooked from that, you know, binge watching at that point, every episode and every season I could get. And it's, it's funny too. Like, a couple seasons ago, they did a episode called The Druid Connection, right? That's and the episode, okay, so the episode where I grew up in New York, right? So I grew up in Westchester County, New York, Hudson Valley region. That whole episode is all about that region and the hotbed of the UFO activity that has existed there for decades. Yeah, mostly in the um, late seventies and early and into the eighties as well. It was a hotbed of UFO activity. So when they had that show, I was just like, "Hey, that's so awesome that they they actually did something, you know, in my hometown." I thought it was phenomenal. That is
0: so cool. It's funny (laughs) because, like, I mean, I had no clue about that whole ancient aliens. I'd seen like little snippets Mm -hmm. on TV, but I'd never paid attention. And it wasn't until after I, I. Published, I think. I think I was right uh, a published book one, and I think I was already writing book two of my trilogy when I started getting comments from people and, me- and messages saying, "This is like Ancient Aliens." Yeah. Because my books connect the dots between, you know, uh, um, our planet now and and civilization now, and 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 the, connecting the dots with our our ancient past and yeah. aliens coming to save us again. You know, they're coming back back to help Mm -hmm. after visiting over millennia and people were like messaging me that i was blowing their mind oh my god i can't believe you're connecting all these dots between all this stuff you need to watch this ancient aliens so i said oh okay then i'll check it out and see what all the fuss is about and like you i was addicted
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah because i've got in in my books i've got the connection between um ancient aliens and the ancient Egyptians, so in my books, the aliens that come back to save us they've got the hieroglyphs on their you know on their uh, uh, in their ship and everything out. Sure. My mind was blown and and like you, my story came from a dream gotcha I, I was like this is this is quite spooky actually it's <laughs> <laughs> a message to write this book
1: sure. it works it works well, right. I love it. You know, it's like when I was writing The Rose, it's us ancient alien theorists, right? We're we're we love our show. And I had to make sure because there's more than a few philosophical concepts, whatever you want to call it, theories, whatever it is that are from ancient aliens and that whole broad spectrum that are in the book. So I wanted to make sure it was all presented correctly. And it's such a long series. I mean, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine books that are going to be written within this series and what's going to change over time. But it's it's like, what am I putting, what theory am I using in volume one that by the time nine comes out is going to manifest. So I, I need to make sure everything was presented accurately and correctly you know and sometimes it's just maybe a, a quick little sentence you know that if you're an ancient aliens fan you're going to catch you're going to know exactly what that means for that theory and what that what that's going to come to fruition a little bit later that so, is so Yeah, cool. oh, so, it's so much fun
0: what what inspired you to come up with the the, the alien vampires as a race oh, i'm
1: so intrigued as to what Part of that. All right. So whew, when I was about four years old, right? So there was a show on called Buck Rogers. I that
0: show. right. We're showing our age right now. I've got to tell you. We,
1: we <laughs> definitely are. 100%. Right. And I heard they're redoing it. They're like making the series again, like doing a whatever remake or whatever. Oh, but Buck, what? for, right. <laughs> Buck Rogers. So, All right, so I'm watching this show. So I'm this four-year-old kid watching this show. In one of the episodes, they have an alien vampire, all right? In which case, he sucks the energy out of people. He sucks their life force out, right? And that's That's how he kills them. And this vampire, this alien vampire, scared the living daylights out of me, right? He was so evil-looking. He was more like a Nosferatu type of vampire looking vampire. It was so evil and so nasty. And he stuck with me for decades. Right. So when I was starting to put this concept together for, for the Rose, I was like alien vampires. Let's do it. Let's put that in there. Such a, such a cool concept. You can play with it and take it, you know, as far as you want, you know, and, I went back and found that actually that episode from Buck Rogers. So I had to see what this alien vampire actually looks like. You know, a four-year-old child is is something scary, but to an adult, I was like, how ridiculous does this guy look? And it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. It's, it's this like mask this guy has. You know, it was, it was horrible makeup job. Is probably why the um, series didn't last more than a few seasons. But, but. but
0: in your defense, we didn't have 4K TV back then, That's like right. TVs, and, and most of the TVs
1: were only just starting to be in color. <laughs> that, is a fact. that is a fact. Still had bunny years going on at that time, <laughs> right? Remember the bunny years? was bunny years. Move it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand there, wait
0: there, don't worry and about it. We wear the remote controls.
1: Yes. We are, we Get up and shut the TV off. Push that button.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. But well, um, I love the fact that, you know, that obviously stayed with you for a reason. And yeah. to, to actually use that memory, childhood memory, yeah. uh, for a future book is absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, and I love my alien vampires. That's... That's one thing about the book, too. So I write um, through multiple points of view, right? So you get, you're in the heads of the alien vampires. You're understanding their feelings, their emotions, even their their culture. You know, their culture is very, very thick. You know, they're from outer space. They've been around for, you know, millenniums. You know, there's a culture behind behind them, what's going on. And just getting into their heads to me was, it was so much fun to be in the head of an alien vampire. can't tell you. That's That's a I love it I
0: love it I love the fact that you've done that I really really do because there's so much fiction across mm-hmm. the board you know whether it be books or movies you don't normally get to do that you don't normally get to find out why they're doing what they're doing why yeah. they're, why what's driving them you know what as you said what kind of culture they come from and everything else um, I think one of the few things that I can think of that even pops into my head would be um, like the the movie Fourth of July, where they actually communicate and tell them this is why we're here. Um, right. But but for you to do that in your novel is absolutely fantastic.
1: Thank you, thank you. It <laughs> is a lot of ancient alien theories are in there because what you know, what is the motivation? So I use a lot of that for their backstory in their culture, you know? So throw in, you know, where are they from? They're from, you know, Orion's belt, you know, or maybe the 12th planet theory where their planet blew up and that's why they're here, you know? So kind of like putting those little tidbits in there helped me to make their um, species sophisticated and uh, like more real, more, I guess you could say in a strange way, more human. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: yeah that, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's you know, it's funny because we look at Earth and humanity, and we are all one race. Um, but then, when you really think of the bigger picture, we are just one planet in uh, in multi universes. Um, and and the idea that we could be the only inhabited planet is so ridiculous. When you think yeah. at how vast the universe is, there are there have got to be other life out there. The, chances of us just being us is ridiculous um but also the 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 thought that other planets could not only just have not only have life but have civilizations and traditions and motivations um that's really intriguing i I, it just gets your brain going doesn't it it does
1: it does
0: If if any of our viewers, if any of you viewers watch Ancient Aliens or or you want to ask a question or, you know, tell us what you think about the ancient alien theory um, and how
1: cool the
0: ancient vampire idea is, because I love that, put it in the comments, because I'd love to pop it up and, and show Paul. That's
1: right. That's right
0: the the feedback you've been you've been receiving especially as i said with the reviews for the rose has been phenomenal do you get many people reaching out to you and 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 saying to you look i i got that i picked up on what you put I in i do there.
1: I do. It's um, it's refreshing too. You know, usually I get a lot of emails. Actually, you know, people will be on the website or people through my newsletter. You know, will usually reply or send a, you know, a message or whatever like that. Just stating anything like, you know, hey, this is awesome, and I love that you put Robert Morningstar into, into this. You know, are you going to expand on that? Like things like that, questions like that, and it, it's very exciting. one hundred percent exciting. I'm glad that people are excited too because it's it's fun it's a it's a it's escapist literature it's like you know everything that you're going on in life is completely gone when you're reading that type of book you know oh yeah and it puts you on a, a different plane a different um you know energetic level that's just brilliant beautiful yeah
0: oh i agree i agree and it's it, i love it when we get feedback yeah well when we get those comments and messages um from people who have who have just been completely engrossed in what you're writing fantastic. and they've got it, yes. they, they get that's the right. connections, that, that's just fantastic. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, James says, I truly believe ancient aliens theory dis, uh, despite religious nuts. Um, I think, do you know what, I, I love talking to you, Paul, because I I really do think with today's technology and the fact that they are discovering so much now, Especially yeah. with the the new um, Nadar, which is obviously you know opening up landscapes like jungles, etc. They're finding these ruins now yeah. that have been hidden for, for yeah. since 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 the Mayans and whatever you know. Mm. Wiped out. It's amazing the evidence that shows that there was. You know uh, connections between star people and our ancient civilizations, and and it's and it's not just in like North America; it's all over the world, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, literally all these Everywhere. ancient tribes from from Africa to here to 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 the England. Yeah. there, every type of religion and and early civilization has a connection to star people. That's right. And and they've created what they saw, either sculptures or paintings, um, traditions of dress. Yeah. They all copied what they have saw and passed that knowledge on again and again and again and again.
1: And you're talking uh, to thousands of years ago, you couldn't just take a plane and go here. They had no idea these other people even existed, but yet they all have the same like mythology. They have the same type of pictures, the same type of dress, the same type of um, like protocols and ways of living and stuff like that. I mean, it's fascinating. And then who built the pyramids and what are the pyramids, you know, and how (laughs) did they do that at that time? And these are questions we should definitely be asking. And then, Ancient aliens provides a um, a possible answer. Let's put it that way, right? It
0: really does. And also, I, I, and I and I don't know whether you've been keeping on top of this, but there's an awful lot of um, top secret information that is now starting to be released, yeah. and disclosed, and right. that is mind blowing. And there's a program, and I don't know whether you've you caught it or not, but it's called um, the Hangar. No, and it is amazing, and it's all about documentation. That right. the governments have been released and, and they, they're they on it. This organization is on it. As soon as something gets released, they're grabbing copies of it. and Very you know, interesting. Um, and it's amazing the information that's now coming through. Paperwork being released that are describing military exercises that have been stopped yeah. by UFOs. That's the right. Scenery being shut down by yep. UFOs.
1: Nuclear plants being and
0: shut plants down. Plants. Yeah. That's right. Being monitored and then shut down. Yeah, right. exactly. But right. you want to check it out, it's called The Hangar, I think it's called. Um, I tend to, I, I hate ironing. I hate ironing with a vengeance, so I have to watch stuff while I'm ironing, just <laughs> to <stop you laughs> right off the
1: chore. <laughs> understood, understood. It sounds like a good one.
0: That's have one you, of my go-to's.
1: Have you seen um, the documentary Unacknowledged? Yes, I watched Fantastic. that. Right, it's a good one. And did you uh, did you see the sequel to that, or the part two, or the other one by the same guy, Doctor Stephen Greer, um, "Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind"?
0: Oh yes, I did watch yeah. that.
1: Yeah, very good. Yes. Well, that's Doctor Stephen Greer. Yes. Yes.
0: It just blows my mind, and 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 what's great is that with today's technology, um, and I'm sure you feel the same way with today's technology, and the fact that pretty much every one of us has a camera on our phone yeah. these moments these experiences and these encounters more and more are being caught because of the ability to hold up a phone quick and record gotcha. um and that is mind-blowing because we're seeing more and more evidence of of ufos and everything else um because people are able to capture it immediately as soon as it happens and it's funny because and i and i I was. I, I wrote it down to remind myself to tell you this. My son recently had an experience um, oh, no. where he literally, and, and we we have we do have an airport local, but it is in a completely different direction to where he saw his event. Um, we've got mountains behind us, okay, and and this was happening above the mountains, and literally, he he literally saw these moving objects of light appearing and then moving and then blinking out but there was loads of them and and he was we had a visitor so he's taking his friend up to the top to try and have a look and show show the view and there was a security guard or somebody up there and my son said to the security guard have you ever seen anything like this and this security guards like (laughs) no, <laughs> not at all. And my son, straight away, the moment he spotted it, he got his phone out and recorded it. So, you nice. know, I, I think there's no denying any of this anymore because there are so many witnesses, isn't there? And so many people seeing it for themselves and being able to record it and share it instantly on social media and everywhere else. I don't think any of us can deny that. That's there
2: right.
0: is.
1: That's right. It's not whether UFOs exist. Obviously, they exist at this point. The question is, is who's driving the plane? Right. (laughs) Who's in there? Who's at the controls? You know, what do they look like and who are they? You know, is it a CIA agent trying to make us all look like fools or is it people from outer space? We have no idea. Right. That's what we need to know. We need to get on that spaceship and find out who these people are. Exactly. Well, I've
0: got to tell you, you're not helping me
1: right now, Paul, because my TBR, because
0: of your books, my TBR has grown even more than before. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. Well, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Uh, James says, uh, the obvious question, uh, what do you both think about Area 51? Oh, okay. I'll let you go first on that, Paul.
1: I think at this point, at this moment, that it's more of a decoy than anything. Think if there's anything there. There more than likely was something there, but I would say that it's gone at this point and probably in some other remote location that we have no idea idea where it is. That's what I think about Area 51. Do I believe in the aliens? Yeah, I do. Do I believe that we have a crashed ship? Yeah, I believe in the possibility that 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 is a possibility. So, yes, you know, have we done alien autopsies? Maybe, maybe not, but that is a possibility that we have done alien autopsies. So one thing that I do know is that our government likes to treat us like mushrooms. They feed us shit and they keep us in the dark, right? Yes. So anything out there is a possibility. And until somebody says, this is exactly it, we, we could all have our nice conspiracy theories and theories and write books and do everything else we need to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And, and look at this, look, James agrees wholeheartedly he really does. Um, I'm completely in agreement on all counts uh, of what you just said. Um, definitely about Area 51. Yeah, I mean, the technology has moved on so much now and fifty Area 51 became so renowned. It would have been really unsmart to keep it there. So I think you're right. I think it's kept there, but it's pretty much empty right now or. Or maybe for storage or something, um, but you're right. We, you know, we've got technology now where you could pretty much build a whole underground city and nobody would even know.
2: Exactly. We,
0: we have that technology, um, but it's 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 interesting, isn't it? I, I back in the forties, fifties, and sixties, and early seventies, there wasn't the technology and um, to. to literally create really realistic imagery of aliens and everything else since then technology has moved on so fast that mm. the, the books and, and the visual media that we're seeing you know whether it be tv programs or gaming or movies it's so realistic now
2: yeah I think
0: the whole of society is desensitized to being scared of aliens now because we've, we've just co- everything we look at is completely desensitizing us to it. We, we, you know, we when you think about the horror movies that we've witnessed in the last 30 years, um, you know, <laughs> we're
1: definitely desensitized, we're definitely.
0: A yeah. Yep. You know, we, we've seen so much imagery that has really got rid of our fears of of the unknown i'm sure any alien that we we come now is nothing in comparison to what we've been subjected to
1: (laughs) exactly that's like um the movie the exorcist right yes when i was a kid i watched that that was the scariest movie of all time you know and they, I have my older kids watch it. They're like, "No, not scary at all." I'm like, "How is it not scary?" They're like, "Cause it's just so fake. It's like it's obvious that it's <laughs> fake." I'm like, "No, don't do that. It's supposed to be the scariest movie of all time." They're like, "Nope. What oh else you got?" Like, great. Yeah, <laughs> <I> completely changed <laughs> my movie. I told them to read the book though. The book is phenomenal. The book phenomenal. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that because when I when I watched that I had nightmares for ages after watching that movie. And <laughs> and obviously back when we were kids it wasn't 24-hour TV. There wasn't 24-hour TV. Uh, you know, it got to like midnight or whatever and it, all and then the it goes time, off. And then, <laughs> and, and you get shh. Every time I heard that shh on the TV, I'm thinking, oh, my My mind went straight back to that movie thinking, oh, this creepy. <laughs> That's
1: right. remember Poltergeist, right? It, um, we were watching Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist. The, this is a few years ago. And in the beginning of that movie, the TV goes off, right? It comes on, it ends with the national anthem. They played the national anthem. And then it goes, Boo, and my kids are like, what happened to their TV? I was like, that's the way it used to be. They're like, the, the TV just went off. Yes, yep. that's right. You know, just shh, completely the shut end. off. There's <laughs> no programming after a certain time. And I think you're right. I think it was like midnight or like 1 a.m. or something. There's yeah. there nothing there. So, oh, that the, was thing, like, wait,
0: the things we went through with kids. Oh, well, there we go. Look, James is on the ball. He says,
1: They're
2: here. They're here. That's
1: They're right. Here. How, right. Could
0: one, how could those two words be so menacing? <laughs> right everybody who's watching are you all ready for a game
1: i need to get the questions right
0: i'm super excited okay so just to go over what we're doing so there's three categories
1: three categories which fantasy sci-fi and horror right so each category has three questions right and they're all multiple choice so you know you the answers will be there so We're going to ask a question. What we'll do is you'll pick the category. We'll just jump around, right? So you pick the category, and then we'll figure out what prize to give. I'll put the prize up so everybody can see it, and then we'll ask the question. And I guess the way we'll do it is the first person that comments with the correct answer wins the prize, right? And then there's one thing I'm forgetting. Oh, okay. Everybody out there, if you are the winner of the prize, you will see my email address right there. All right. PD at PDAleva.com. That way.
0: There we
1: go. That way. So, if you win the prize, shoot me an email as quickly as possible. And what, hold on. What I'm going to need is your mailing address. And then please tell me what prize you won. Maybe in the subject line, won this prize or whatever. That'll be great. Um, As far as the shirts are concerned. So, if you win a shirt, I need your size too. Right. Okay. The shirts I have, they're mine, I'm not gonna send you my shirts. <laughs> that would probably be very strange. So <laughs> I need your your um, shirt size and then your address for everything um what else what else because i'll order those from the manufacturer they'll go straight to you that yep. one the book is here i can, i'll mail that out and the tumblers i have the tumblers i'm going to show you are also mine the ones that i'm giving out are in a box right now and you'll get it in the box nice and um prim and proper and all yeah. filled up for your you know pleasure or whatever so.
0: so exciting and i did share all the photographs that you sent me at the fantastic nice. Prizes So everybody knows what, what what they look like and they are wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. Uh, Wendy says, absolutely. She's ready to go.
2: All right. Okay. Awesome.
0: OK, so there are nine <laughs> prizes to give out. Um, and what we'll do, if it's all right with you, is um, we if we don't get the correct answers immediately, what we'll do, because obviously every, everybody can watch the, the interview whenever they finish work or whatever mm-hmm. so what we'll do is we'll just keep going in with in the comments until we get the correct answer okay all uh, right and then um, and what we'll do is either myself or paul will comment or reply on your winning comment to let you know that you are you are the first up correct answer and you've won Perfect. and, and that way everybody knows how where they're up to because some people we we might it might take a couple of hours of re-watching to realize what the answer is so perfect, perfect. okay all right. all right so do i get to pick the first one
1: yes pick a category
0: okay i'm gonna go with horror please paul
1: i knew it i knew it i knew it all <laughs> right cool all right so I'm going to tell everybody these, they're not that hard, right? The, some of them might be hard. It kind of depends on if you really love your genre. So usually the first question that I pick is kind of a, the easier one to go, and then they'll get harder as we go down, right? So, all right, here we go. Which is Stephen King's first novel, all right? A, Cujo. B, It. C. Carrie, or D. The Shining.
0: Oh, okay. First winning an answer wins. Could you just give the, Could you just repeat those uh, possible answers?
1: One hundred percent. I'll repeat the question too. Which is Stephen King's first novel? A. Cujo, B. It, C. Carrie, or D. The Shining. Oh, we've got two answers already.
0: James says, is it Cujo?
1: No. Sorry, James.
0: And Wendy says, is it Carrie?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: Carrie. There you go,
1: Wendy. You win. You win.
0: That is awesome. So, Wendy, you need to make a note of Paul's email address, which is over there. Look. You need to make a note of his email address so you can send him your address. Collect your prize.
2: That's
1: right. That's right. Oh,
0: she's all excited. She's like, "Yay!" All
1: yeah. right, we got one down. One down. Oh, wait, hold on. What did you win? We didn't oh, yeah. pick a prize. And I did. What I know that one as well. we're <laughs> in horror. How about t-shirt? That's what we'll do. We'll go with the Gollum t-shirt. Yeah, right? the Gollum t-shirt. I don't know if you see this. And then this is the quote, but I'm gonna read this quote to you because it's also on the Tumblr, all right? And yes. there's a story behind this quote, all right? right yeah. All right, books and movies are like a blueprint, a survival manual disguised as fiction, as folklore, because the truth hides in plain sight and those that see have to hide and those that can't see, well, they're just a part of the plan. Oh, I love that. Which is, um, what's funny is when I was writing Gollum, that's my new horror novel, right? So I'm going to, hold on, I'm going to write down Gollum shirt, Gollum's shirt. That's yeah. my new horror novel. And I was um, reading at the same time a book by J.D. Barker and Doc Ray Stoker, right? And it's a prequel to Dracula called Dracul, right? Oh, right,
0: okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Now at the end of the first of all, the book's phenomenal. I absolutely love the book. It was great, right? But at the end, they are talking because Doc Ray Stoker is like the great grandson or grandnephew of Bram Stoker, right? So he, so he was able, they gave him the rights to actually write this book. Okay. And at the end of the book in the author's note was even more fascinating the novel itself because it goes into how Bram Stoker believed that that novel was nonfiction. It was real. Like that's what he is talking about. And even the book itself came out and they changed it up in different countries with different versions. Like the one that he wrote was changed. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yes. Great. It was phenomenal. So that's where I came up with that quote.
0: That is, and i i love that quote it yeah, is absolutely
1: brilliant it it's brilliant. for readers right it's a reader's quote that's a fun oh yeah quote. absolutely yeah. i'm gonna
0: look into more into that because that is absolutely fascinating i yeah. never knew
1: that. yeah read that book too not only is the book damn good like really really good uh, there's another one, too. They did a sequel called Dracula Undead, which was horrible. I'm Sorry, it was horrible. I didn't like it. Other people might have liked it, but I'm saying in my opinion, horrible. Yeah. But that prequel, Dracul, cool, it's called phenomenal. Absolutely oh, phenomenal. And then You're you get make- the whole thing at the end. You're making my TBR list even bigger, I know, I know. <laughs> Add those books. Add those books.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. Oh, have there we go. let's have a look. Oh, James says, oh, he had a brain fart. My Isn't it interesting because he's been going so long and he's got so many books out. It is hard to, hard to keep track. It it um, Wilson, Wilson India says, uh, well done to Wendy. And um, there we go. Wendy says, love it. Awesome. That is so exciting.
1: Cool.
0: so exciting. Okay.
1: Right. Category, which
0: one? Uh, fantasy.
1: Let's switch over. Here we go. Okay, so fantasy. So let's do. Hmm. As far as a prize, right? Let's give out a tumbler for this one. All right, we're gonna do a girl on a mission, right? So this is the tumbler.
0: Oh, I love that. Look Ooh, at that. That's so
1: cool. Fantastic. right? Ooh, there you go. You? And it comes with um. You'll get it, if it comes with the top and the straw. Like I said, these are mine. Yours are in the yeah. box. So <laughs> comes with all that too. And this is Girl on a Mission. I keep,
2: there oh, you go,
1: Girl oh, on a Mission. Oh, and, no. and, all right, Girl on a Mission is my supernatural thriller and it's, it takes place in the 1990s, early 1990s. Follow 16 year old leukemia survivor, Liza Ward, all right? So the tagline is, Liza Ward wanted a simple life but the only thing simple for Liza is murder. All right, well, so Liza well, has a near death experience, and when she comes out of it, she discovers she has a power she refers to as the click. All right, and when she looks into somebody's eyes, she feels this click, and whatever she says to them, they will do.
2: That so, is amazing. So, one day, all right, so,
1: one, 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 all right? so uh, as life goes on and life happens, she I can't say what it is, but a tragedy happens in her life, right? And she needs money and she uses her power to become a hitman for the mob.
0: Wow. And why wouldn't you if you got that gift?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's right. So and the other tagline is murder, mayhem, and grunge. So I'm um, grunge guy. So oh, love I love so it. So that's the tumbler. So I gotta write this down. Hold on, girl. Awesome. Tony. I love the way your mind works, Paul.
0: Honestly, with the with the with the girl with the click, I love that. And yeah. and alien
1: vampires, I I love what your brain works. Cool concepts, right? It's the way to do it, right? Yeah. All right. So here's the question. I hope everybody is ready. Let's go. All right. Ready, ready, ready. All right. Here we go. All right. If you're a fantasy person, you should be able to get this without a doubt. All right. Question is this contemporary writer moves fantasy elements to the modern world in books like American Gods and Neverwhere, all right? So A, Mark Lawrence, B, Neil Stevenson, C, Neil Gaiman, or D, Brandon Sanderson. Oh,
0: I knew this one immediately. Who's gonna get it first? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I'm so stoked. Let's go. Can you repeat it just to give everyone a yes. second? Yes. Thank yes, you.
1: we should do that. Okay. So this contemporary writer moves fantasy elements to the modern world in books like *American Gods* and *Neverwhere*. Answers could be A, Mark Lawrence, B, Neil Stevenson, C, Neil Gaiman, or D, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, he's going to get it. Come on, pop your answers up.
0: Oh. <laughs> I do know this one instantly, I've got to tell you, because I'm a huge fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> well, I was a huge fan. I and love American Gods
0: oh my gosh and 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 bless her but wilson india says love best energy always amazing guests oh thank you my darling we try our best okay we have we've got an answer all right hang on hang on on. uh heather says is it neil gaiman
1: yes that is the correct answer (laughs) Nice. so you win the tumbler nice awesome Congratulations,
0: go. and don't forget. Look, email address down there. That's right.
1: Yeah, send me and shoot me an email, um, and say in the subject line, write "Girl on a Mission tumbler or "Cup," whatever you want. Tumblr is fine. And then I need your uh, mailing address. All right, name and wow. mailing address. I'll get well, it out.
0: Well done, Heather. She was she yes. was on it, wasn't she? She was on it. That's um, right. I, well, uh, Look at Wilson says, I'll never get it if I read factual books. LOL, I will read this one though. Oh, you're awesome. You are awesome. Heather says, Yay, thank you. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) And Wilson says, Yay, great work, Heather. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so that's two down. Okay, the next one. I'm feeling a bit science fiction. Please. Okay.
1: All right. I feel
0: like I'm on a game show right now. I'm loving (laughs) it. (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So let's go. We're doing fantasy. No, we're doing sci fi. So why don't we do this? All right. Signed hardcover of The Rose for this one. All right. That'll Mm -hmm. be this prize for this one. So Rose. Devils. Signed hardcover. All right. So you'll get this this exact book right here too. So that's going to get sent out, right? All right. So we got the prize. Let's go. Question is first sci-fi question. Which one of these books was self-published before making it big? A, The Hunger Games, B, Station 11, C, Annihilation or D, The Martian?
0: I know this one as well.
1: (laughs) Let me read it again though, right.
0: I was trying to do a poker face, so I didn't give it away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's too funny. All right, so here's the question again, one more time. Which one of these books was self-published before making it big? A, The Hunger Games, B, Station 11, C, Annihilation, or D, The Martian.
0: There we go. And we've already got somebody guessing. Look, yep. Wendy is straight in there. She says, was it the last one, D?
1: Yes, that is the
2: answer.
1: And I love it. Andy Weir actually was writing that book, and he was putting it <laughs> on his website for people to read. is that how- amazing? That's how he did it. That's how he garnered the attention for it. And people were like, this is really good. You got to keep going.
0: I I think that, do you know what? And it is such a fantastic book that the book was just gripping. And and it's one of the few movie adaptations that I absolutely loved.
2: It was done so well.
0: Yeah, it really was done so well. Um, There's very few that I can think of that. that do the
1: book justice. Um, but the book is phenomenal. And
0: I didn't know that. So he actually just, he was writing it on his website.
1: Yeah, he would write it and he would do like, he would put the first chapter up there and a couple people had gone on and read and said, hey, that's really cool. Um, keep writing. So then he put a couple more chapters or pages on there and then more people started um, um, reading it and really liking it. So then I don't know if he published it and it was popular, <laughs> the full book, as an indie, or just he was garnering so much attention that traditional publishing picked him up. That I'm not sure, but that it's either exactly. one or the other, right?
0: Uh, you well, know it just goes to show that people know what they like and, and and that when people do declare what they like, that it really does help authors yeah. get noticed.
1: Yeah, 100%. And then they tell other people. and The next thing you know, you get a whole audience.
0: Yeah, that's just phenomenal. I mean what I love in it hearing about success stories like that. I really, really do. It just me too. gives me hope for everybody. Uh Wendy says, Oh my god, I never win anything. This is going is it gonna be signed?
1: Yes, it definitely is gonna be signed. Yay, 100%. and if you want to email me, if you want me to like personalize it, just let me know. You know, i oh. personalize it to you as well if you want as well.
0: There we um, go, Wendy. You- Double winner! Look at you go! She's fantastic. I'm loving this. I've got. I'm loving right. it. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Can we have another science fiction one, please?
1: Yes. And actually, this is my favorite question of all of them. Right? Because it has to deal with my favorite novel, and no more spoilers, right? So let's okay. just. Okay. Right. Uh, wait. Let's pick. A, we need to pick something. It's something sci-fi. Oh, let's go. We got this. The mug. The Rose Mug, Alien Vampire, right? So- I love it. And this one's mine. My wife and I drink out of these every morning. I love it. I love them. So that's where you're gonna get, and I need to write that down. Awesome. Cup, right? Okay. This is cool. All right, here we go. All right, here's the next question. Which classic book is considered by many to be the first science fiction novel? A, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, B, Brave New World, C, Frankenstein, or D, The Time Machine. And I'll read that again.
2: Oh, that's
0: a good one. This is the
1: one that stumped my son, my 21-year-old son. That's a good one. Which classic book is considered by many to be the first science fiction novel? A twenty thousand leagues under the sea, B brave new world, C Frankenstein, or D the time machine.
0: That is interesting. I know what I'm thinking, so I'll keep my I'll keep mine to myself until until we uh, announce the winner. But we've got okay. Wendy says, "Is it C?"
1: It is C.
2: Oh, look! She's oh my gosh! She's right. on fire! Wendy, you are
1: Wendy, awesome. rocking. You and got we, it first. Ah, we, we everyone had, got it.
0: Yeah, we had two for Frankenstein. <clears throat>
1: C is Frankenstein.
0: That that is amazing. That is amazing. Look at that. And do you know, what, it's funny because um, that was that was as soon as it pops in my head, I'm thinking it's got to be Frankenstein because yeah. of the technology that they obviously use to try and bring him back to life. That is cool, but I wasn't sure. I didn't know the answer. Yeah.
1: It's my but, favorite novel of all time. Is still Frankenstein. It's just, I've it's, read it four times already, and I'll probably start reading again sometime soon. <laughs> I just love that novel. It's my favorite. And I recently watched a movie about Mary Shelley as well, which I thought was phenomenal. Called, I'm pretty sure it's titled Mary Shelley, which was a great, great um, movie about her life. Really well.
0: I don't Ooh. think I've ever watched that. Is it is it was it on like Hulu or Netflix or
1: I watched it, it was probably on Netflix or Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I was like recent,
1: it's an older movie. I mean, not old, old, old yeah. within the last 10 years, but um, uh, I thought it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And they portrayed her really well. That is a fact. So it was quite enjoyable.
0: Oh, do you know what I've got so much admiration for her because she was so ahead of her time. In such a difficult time period, Um, yeah, yeah, because because women, the only thing in their days, the only thing they should have been motivated to do was find a husband and try and elevate the family and themselves. Um, So for her to actually really push on and and create such a masterpiece,
2: yeah,
0: and so much ahead of her time. Wow! Yeah. Uh, about you, but that's a lady I would love to go back in time and have a conversation with.
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. Hang out at some grave sites, you know, and just chill yeah. out. and Enjoy. That's a great conversation. She used to hang out at grave sites.
0: She was a badass. Yeah, she was. She really
1: was, yeah. she was
0: yeah. a yeah. badass. The Could flag. you imagine what she would have been like in our time? Time.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. All right. Let's do another one, right?
0: Okay, Wendy says, "Oh my god," and, and she's like three exclamation marks. She's she's so excited. And and uh, Wilson says, "You're on fire. Congrats." She is. Yeah, she is.
1: Oh yeah, she is. God. You guys it's need to year. be k-
0: quicker with your fingers if
1: you want right. to get in there and beat Wendy right now. <laughs> get the year's close, right? Get it done. Get it done. All right. Category. So we did oh, you want to go back to horror? All right, let's go. Yeah. All right, so let's do hmm, that, that, that. I'm just looking at prizes. I did the girl on a mission already. We did gum. We did this. $25 Amazon gift card for this one.
2: Oh, awesome. So
1: like cool. Amazon gift card. Okay, perfect. All right. If you're a horror lover, you should definitely be able to get this one. question is, Clive Barker's novel, The Hellbound Heart, was adapted into which film? A, The Evil Dead, B, Hellraiser, C, Rosemary's Baby, or D, Halloween?
0: I don't know this one. I don't know. I'm going to guess after everyone's had their shot.
1: All right. So repeat. Clive Barker's novel, The Hellbound Heart, was adapted into which film? A, The Evil Dead, B, Hellraiser, C, Rosemary's Baby, or D, Halloween? Oh, okay,
0: I know what I think. Wendy says, she's in there straight off, she says, is it B?
1: It is B, Hellraiser, (laughs) pinhead. Wendy, you are going crazy here. Awesome, you're oh. Oh, girl, <laughs> hellraiser, yeah. pinhead.
0: If she, if, she, if she was on fire any more than she is without quickness, they'd be having the, the fire brigade around her house. Right. That's and, right. and oh, and Heather says, Gemma guessed D. Uh,
1: bless her.
0: She, I'm sorry, no, but that was a great
1: guess that it was. That it was.
0: Wendy yeah. says, Oh my god, I'm dying here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A <laughs> have baggage and it over to Wendy. So
0: oh no, she's going to be dancing around her house like woo.
1: That's right. That's right. Did you ever read Clyde Barker? Have you ever read Clyde Barker?
0: I haven't. I haven't. But um, but I Hellraiser that the whole sit because it was like three, wasn't there? Three, three Hellraiser oh, movies, yeah. I think. Hellraiser.
1: Ten of them now. (laughs) But you know, there's Uh, definitely three, and I think there was a few after that as well. The original even part two are awesome. But um fantastic. Read the book. The book is phenomenal. And Clive Barker, if you're his horror is a step above, right? So read um the damnation game. Oh, I'm writing this down. The damn The Damnation Game.
0: game
1: phenomenal and then another book by him he also does some fantasy books but another book that i love by him is called cold heart canyon all right it's a hollywood ghost story oh now i'm intrigued right? it is yeah. the only novel that has ever had a character that made it into one of my dreams right and i've been reading all my life and that's the only book that the character came into my dreams and it was uh it wasn't it was a good dream but it wasn't a good dream at the same time let's just put it that way so definitely read that book that's a good book Cold okay. and the damnation game is just I mean that's pure heart really okay. good stuff really I, good. definitely definitely
0: right. my husband is not gonna thank you when I go on amazon later and and, and yeah.
1: over <laughs> all these books <laughs> you spent all this money on books yes that's right <laughs> it was, it was Paul's fault. Excellent. I'll take the blame without a doubt. <laughs> send it over. Send it over. All right.
0: Okay. Uh, let's have a fantasy question.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. One, two.
0: Before, before you do three. that, hang on a second, because uh, Wilson says Wendy rocks, and Wendy says, yes, I'm outside dancing around, and my neighbor is staring at me, but I don't care. LOL.
1: Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so we did mug. I just got to get these prizes over here. So we're going to do a t shirt. We'll do the Girl on the Mission t shirt. Right? Oh, fantastic. Right. So you got Liza Ward wanted a simple life. Only thing simple for Liza is murder. And then that's the grunt
0: I always want to say that word with an accent murder. Look, I don't know where that comes from. I think that's from some old show or something. But Probably.
1: Sounds a hell of a lot better when you say it. Than when I say it. Um, t-shirt, girl, mission, T-shirt, mission, T-shirt. Okay, so for the girl on the mission, T-shirt. Yes. Right, to. so here's the question. Before the fantasy genre went mainstream with Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, it was given a boost by this famous pulp magazine. A, Mad Magazine, B, New Gods, C, Weird Tales, or D, National Lampoon. Oh, get
0: those answers on the question.
1: Oh, oh, get it I'll read the- it again. Before the fantasy genre went mainstream with J.R.R. Tolkien, it was given a boost by this famous pulp magazine. A, Mad Magazine, B, New Gods, C, Weird Tales, or D, National Lampoon.
0: Okay. I know what I'm thinking, but I'm probably completely wrong. <clears throat> okay. Wilson says, is it C? Yes. Yes. Yay! Well done. I thought it was. There like, you go. I thought it was a.
1: You thought it was a Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I think it was a Mad Magazine came out a little bit later. Uh, Maybe not. I don't. Know. I can't say that's true. <laughs> but Weird Tales. Yes, that's a classic. I'm very book.
0: surprised. Oh, and Wendy thought it was a as well. Same as me. She thought it was a. But that's. I think that's the most familiar. But, but Wilson, don't forget, write down the yes, email that's address. Right. there we go. You
1: know I mean? Yes,
0: send your mailing address to Paul and you can get your prize.
1: That's right, uh, Wilson and it, says, it's a t shirt too. So, I need your size.
0: Yes, size, please. Yeah. W- Wilson yeah. says, No way, I must have challenged. I, you. Wendy. I, Wendy. The <laughs> I
1: love it. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Okay. Okay. Could we have another science fiction question, please?
1: All right, all right. So this will be the last science fiction question.
0: Yes. I think we've done all the fantasy ones as well, haven't we?
1: I think we got. No, we got one more fantasy. Yeah.
0: One more. Okay.
1: We did. We did. And then, okay. So this is going to be for the rose tumbler, right? Ooh, like that. that. Is
0: beautiful. It yeah. looks so good. Right. There
1: you go. Rose tumbler. And these right. things are great, you know. You got the top, you got the straw. You go to the beach, you fill it with some, you know, a little, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? You enjoy yourself at the beach. So, roast say, that's I right. Love it. Okay. I love it, love it. Okay, all right. So here we go. All right. which this is a hard one. All right, which major film was inspired by the 1968? Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? A, Blade Runner, or B, The Matrix? Oh, get your answers in the comments. I'll repeat. Which major film was inspired by the 1968 Philip K. Dick novel, do androids dream of electric sheep? A, Blade Runner, and, or B, The Matrix.
0: Okay, right, we've got Wendy says, is it A?
1: Yes, it is Blade Runner. Fire. You got it? Who is it? Wendy. Nice. It
0: was Wendy. Wendy and got her
1: mojo back.
0: He did. Well, we also said Blade Runner, and I must and admit. I that thought is the was
1: answer, there. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all good.
0: Oh, my God, they all got it right. Look, that is right? fantastic.
2: Yeah, that's I a good one.
0: That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Although I am a huge fan of The Matrix as well, especially as it has Keanu Reeves.
1: I love Keanu Reeves, right? He's probably <laughs> the coolest guy on the planet, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. He, he so suave and just, like, laid back and cool, and he does the right thing with, with his, his, you know, being famous and his money – and he's just a cool, calm, collected guy. I like. He
0: it. is, and he's, right. he's life. And I've been very honest with my husband, Paul. I've told my husband that if Keanu Reeves moves on to the neighbourhood, I'm sorry, but I'm packing Ian's bags, and he's gone.
1: Nice. I told my wife the same thing.
0: Out of here. But but in my defence, he has said the same to me about uh, Cameron Diaz.
1: So uh, you know. like, yeah. celebrity crushes Cameron Diaz, huh? Hey, we
2: know, we know where Keanu. we stand. We know <laughs> we <can>. nice.
1: <laughs> communication is key to a long marriage, right?
0: 32 years <laughs>
1: oh, nice. very cool, rose cup. Okay, oh, so
0: Wilson sci-fi. says, The only one I've known so far, you've got this, darling. You've got she this,
1: does. she does. Okay, so sci fi category is done. All right,
0: so okay, so let's have another
1: horror. You wanna go horror first? Okay. So this is uh this is the Gollum Tumblr. That's what it is, looks like. That's the um they are stuff like
0: They're all so awesome. All yeah,
1: I like them, right? They came out great. That is a fact. So Gollum psychological horror novel. The quote I said before that's on the shirt is right here. All right. Yes. That same quote. And then just go around, whatever. And all there right. you go. All right. I, I love, love this. It. This one's actually my favorite.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: All right, so Gollum Tumblr. Hold on. Gollum Tumblr. Boom. Okay. So, here we go. Richard Matheson's I Am Legend features a plague that turns people into what? I think this word. A, werewolves. B ash C zombies or D vampires. Oh, get your answers in. Get them in. Get those fingers going. I'll repeat. Richard Matheson's I Am Legend features a plague that turns people into what? A werewolves, B Ash, C zombies, or D vampires okay wendy
0: is on fire and she says is it c no it's
1: not it's not then we The, the movie with will smith makes it look like it is zombies but they're not in the book they're not okay look we've got zombies
0: from wilson as well and wendy says is it b
1: no it is not b is ash Oh, so those are A werewolves or D vampires. There we go. So, who's
0: going to get it right? The first, who's going to be the first? That's right. that answering, I didn't actually know that because I haven't actually read that one. I did not know that. Uh, Wendy
1: says, Is it a? It is not. Ah, Heather got it at the last <laughs> It is vampires. Very cool. That's you did good.
0: Interesting. I never knew that, Paul. Yeah,
1: yeah, vampires. Vampires. And what's funny is that they're, they're kind of slow, so it's kind of like they could be zombies, but they're not. In the book, they're vampires.
2: That but they a-
1: move slow, and they're, like, kind of dumb and silly in a way in the book.
2: Wow. And I
1: love the book. It's one of my, probably my favorite dystopian book. It's, I love the ending. And I love, I mean, if you watch the Will Smith movie, which uh, they did a great job until the end, they messed up my ending. It's like okay. the ending of the book was perfect. I love the way that they had it and they completely went Hollywood on us. No, they,
2: they, <laughs> yeah, they
1: went Hollywood on us. There's another w- version of the movie or of the book with um, Vincent Price called The Last Man on Earth. So if you're into Vincent Price or you just want to take a, a little you know, a little exploration or whatever, get into a black and white movie, watch that movie with Vincent Price, The Last Man on Earth, It is, and that movie, is like exactly like what the book is.
0: Brilliant! Oh my gosh, this is, is so cool. We're getting all these recommendations. I'm going to be so busy over this this Fourth uh, of July.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. With all, so, these,
0: with all these book recommendations I'm getting from Paul, I don't think I'm going to be doing much writing.
1: <laughs> I love obviously. it. All right, so we're we'll at the last question and last. We prize. are.
0: We are. And we've also um, we got some comments as well. Look, like Wendy says, Wilson says, "Oh, good one." Ooh, and um, Wendy says, "I've never read or seen the movie. LOL." So you need to read the book first.
1: Yeah, and I would definitely read the book first, it's, and it's a quick read. It's more like a novella.
0: Yes. So and Wilson says, "Great movie, scary though, but yes, to Hollywood at the end." Also, right. Then we're going to have to read the books. Okay, let's have a look at this T-shirt.
1: All right. So the rose T-shirt. Right. Look at those nails.
0: Look at those nails. Can you see uh, those? That is fantastic. Get ready to bleed.
1: only vampires, one thing is certain. Get ready to bleed.
0: Every time I see one of your fantastic taglines, I want to do it in like a movie voice. Ah,
1: (laughs) Wow. The dramatic movie voice, right? Get ready to bleed. Nice, like, nail it. you're hired. <laughs> Set it up.
0: Do you know? Funnily uh, enough, I used to do that for a living back in the UK. I really? used to actually do voiceover acting, and, and I used to do like the, the scripts. I used to have to write the scripts, record it, and do it all. And yeah, I did loads for this particular company. I, That's cool. I did That's all so their cool. systems, I did their phone systems in house, and also all their. Promotional stuff as well. What can I say?
1: Very cool. Very cool. You got the voice for it. All All right. Final question. All right. Yes. So Harry Potter fans, Lord of the Rings fans, this one's for you. All right. So hopefully we got some of you in there or out there. Which of these fantasy tropes do the Harry Potter books not, has to be not, not share with Lord of the Rings? A, an evil antagonist banished from his own body. B, goblin bankers. C, a wise wizard with a long beard. Or D, items that must be destroyed to to break an evil enchantment. I can't read my own handwriting. (laughs) I'll read that again. Items that must be destroyed to break an evil enchantment. All right okay,
0: Going to get this one oh my gosh even before you you get chance to read it the second time like heather's in there she says is it b
1: heather you're awesome you got it it is goblin bankers is the answer it is well done well, there you, go. you did awesome well done
0: congratulations cool. Congratulations. And, and wendy was guessing it d what that is so cool paul you are awesome
1: those were so thank you, thank you. this is so much fun don't forget to email me though all the winners don't yes. forget to email me right there i need your address if you want a shirt i need shirt size too. yes right.
0: so please do that and and uh, oh wendy says congrats heather and heather says thank you i love those movies and books and Wilson says, "Yay! Well done!
2: Very cool. Well, on everyone had a good time.
0: They Paul, thank you so much yeah, for thank doing you for that. having
2: me. This is great.
0: Oh my gosh! I do you know? I hope you will come back at some point and and do another show with us because this was so much fun. I literally feel yeah, like I've yeah. been on a game show today. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Wilson says, thank you so generous.'" You're
1: welcome, you're welcome, not a problem. I love doing trivia, I love giving out prizes, and I love seeing smiles on people's faces, even though I can't see yours, I know there's a smile there. Oh. You can feel it coming over the um, internet vibes.
0: Yes. we're so, feeling the happy but, vibes, we really, really are. That's right. But, You are an absolute joy. You really are to talk to. I could talk to you all day, I've got to be honest with you. Um, You've been fantastic. And thank you for for telling us about your amazing books. Everybody who's watching, please go and check out all of Paul's books because they are fantastic. Very highly rated beautifully done um and when you do read them please make sure you leave a review they are super important to authors like ourselves every review counts it really does um and all paul's links are attached to this video so you can have a look and check out paul on all social media platforms because he's everywhere he's Put his finger on the pulse. Um, and please share, please share Paul's interview today. Um, and, and let your friends have a go at guessing the answers because they they were really
1: good questions. They really, really yeah, were that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Had a great time. And yeah, uh, we'll do it again, right?
0: It's definitely. It's been yeah. an absolute blast, and I would love to talk to you again. And and especially with all your new books coming out as well.
2: yeah Constantly
0: right. writing Thank you so much, my darling. We may see your comments nice. later on as people watch the interview when they finish work. So, if you wouldn't mind just keeping tabs of the comments for the next few yeah. days, just in case anybody wants to ask you any questions or reach out to you, that would be awesome. Um, winners, don't forget email Paul yeah. with Somebody your email. address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you did win a t shirt, let Paul know your size, please and uh, and he will get that out to you just remember postage is a bit crap at the moment and it's taken a little bit longer than normal to send stuff so
2: just just be aware
1: (laughs) yeah what i'll do is when i send it out and i'll give you the um tracking number and i'll tell you like the estimated time of delivery and stuff like that so i'm on it it. you
0: are also thank you my darling thank you everybody for watching you've been fantastic um we've got more interviews coming up for july and um and also for august so keep posted um and as paul knows it's so exciting we've got mark gottlieb from trident media group coming back on july the 19th to do um another show and it's going to be about people's big book idea so make sure you tune in for that and if you know any writers and authors who could benefit from from joining us for our live session with mark um please invite them and let them know so we will see you on the next witty writer show thank you paul
1: Uh, you're welcome thank you for having me
0: um bye for now everybody see you soon